This is the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Sean Harwell. This is the show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks. And I'm joined today, as always, by the League of Extraordinary Crackmen. That didn't make any sense at all. Craig Moorhead, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm crackling good tonight, Sean. <laughs> Crackling's a great word, isn't it? It is. It really is. It's a good word. You don't really get to say it that much. No. Unless you're talking about crackling oat bran. You ever, oh, have, yeah. you ever have that? Crackling oat bran used to be a cereal. I remember it. I don't know that I ever ate it. kind of want to just for the crackling. Yeah. Well, here's my recommendation. Enjoy. I'll report back on that. Okay. Uh, what else is new in the world here? It's November. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's not. We're recording this. It's not even Halloween yet. But uh, Halloween's going to happen. Um, we'll just assume that it was awesome and we got a lot of candy. Oh, man. So much candy. So how are you feeling about this November? Man, November's the best, right? This is where mm-hmm. we. This is where we, we. We. This month we can practice electing our next president. You know, get yeah. get in the mood for next November, and then uh, other things you can do. Uh, have Thanksgiving. You can do a Thanksgiving if you want to. Yeah, you can just end up standing in the cold November rain. No, you, know, you, you could do, do that. that. You could absolutely do that. You can always remember the fifth of November. Yeah. Is that is it the fifth of November? Shit, I don't. That's remember. kind of the funny thing. I, I don't know if I actually remember <laughs> that correctly. Yeah. But uh, but. Yes, no matter what, I hope everyone's having a fine November. Me too. And and maybe our podcast can uh, can add value to your life this month. I think so. And like in the spirit of Thanksgiving and those classic family feuds, it seemed like a great time for us to talk about martial arts movies. So we've got uh, a, one of those we're going to tee up today. But first, Craig, you want to tell people where they can uh, tee up their lives by finding us online. Absolutely, Sean. Everybody, you can get teed up over at neverheardpodcast.com. That's our headquarters. That's our HQ mm-hmm. on the net. You can uh, you can find every episode we've ever done there. HQ. Oh, man, it's a crackling HQ. Uh, a lot of write-ups on a bunch of different stuff on a bunch of uh, the, our episodes. Uh, bios of us. Maybe you yeah. want to know a little more about us. You know, Maybe we're kind of interesting, but kind of mystery men. I get it. I get it. Now, you can also find uh, links to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, which are all places you can get in touch with us if you want to. I've noticed that we have listeners. I mean, I don't like to say it this way. It sounds like bragging, but we have listeners uh, all around the world. And I kind of feel like somebody out there has to have a movie that we have definitely not heard of. I'm saying, Yeah. yeah, like, let us know. If you're like, man, this is a movie that you you dirty Americans would never even know about. Mm-hmm. Take care of this. And we'll mm-hmm. take care of it. Just, you know, you can get in, in contact with us there. And, uh, and of course, you can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and uh, anywhere where you can leave uh, maybe a review uh, or subscribe. Please do, because that will help other people find our podcast. Right, Sean? That's right. And I'm looking at it now and... Uh... Yeah, we had some listens in France recently, so oh. bonjour. Guys, there's got to be so Frenchies. many good French movies I've never heard of. Please. Oh, my gosh. I Please, know. I Come beg on. you. I was just pumping the tires of uh, Olivier Assayas. You know, I, I like my French filmmakers. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, but I still I haven't seen nearly as many as I should have. I know. I mean, I can't even scratch the surface. Mm. And uh, that's why we do this show. So thank you, Craig. That's exciting. <laughs> The movie we're going to talk about today and tee up for everyone 
is maybe one that people have heard of. At least, you know, the words here are going to be familiar, perhaps for another movie or video game franchise. And that is The Street Fighter from 1974. So no, this does not have Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, unless you're about to drop a bombshell of a surprise on me mm-hmm. when you talk about the cast. Yeah, I know, you suggested this one, and, and it was... I don't, I don't know, you can talk about the origins of why you suggested it. For me, it was like, yeah, that's absolutely one I should see, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, I know Sonny Chiba's name, we'll get into that, but uh, I've never seen this thing. I don't know really anything about it, yeah. so. Okay, IMDb tells us The Street Fighter 1974 is about tough karate master Terry Tosarugi takes it upon himself to protect a late businessman's daughter from the Duke. See, I messed up the one word I should know, the Yakuza. Yeah. Go figure. It's all right. That's what we're dealing with tonight. Craig. Yeah. You did a little research on who made this, and uh, I would love to hear all about that. Well, Sean, Street Fighter is a 1974 film, as you mentioned. Did you mention Mm -hmm. that? I did, yeah. Sorry, I haven't been listening up until right now. No, I don't blame you, yeah. And uh, it is directed, it was directed by, um, oh yeah, did we already do our disclaimer? There are going to be a lot of Japanese names. (laughs) I am not smart. Those two things together, you know what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> it's a good recipe. So let's start. Let's let's start. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Shigehiro, no, Shigehiro Ozawa directed Street Fighter. Now, in the span of 21 years, he directed 64 movies. Wow. Yeah. I can't even do the math, but that feels like it's probably more than one a year. I mean, yeah, you're 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 pumping out about three movies a year. <laughs> Good God! And and, then, and you kicked in another couple because like you got bored or something. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Though. A couple of days off, yeah, it is insane. Even yeah. if the quality isn't really good on some of them, I mean, still, man. Anyway, some of those movies include uh, titles such as Scratched Faces. Love it. I love it. Uh, and Sister Street Fighter Fifth Level Fist. That's a great title. Mm. And it looks like Street Fighter, Return of the Street Fighter, and the Street Fighter's Last Revenge all came out in the same year. Maybe you have more on that. I was wondering if that just meant like they were all released in the U.S. maybe at the same time and they weren't. I don't know what the deal Mm. is. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm looking at it here and yeah, the IMDb, they're all showing 1974 on a lot of these. So, huh? I don't know. Maybe they just turned them out though. Yeah. Written by Koji Takata. Koji also wrote uh, Return of the Street Fighter and The Street Fighter's Last Revenge, Yakuza Ladies. Ooh. That movie's for the ladies. Mm-hmm. And Doberman Cop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that is a must-see. There are some Cop. really wonderful titles in here. Yes. Completely on board with that movie. Yes. Uh, also sharing writing duties was Motohiro Tori who did the writing work on Red Peony Gambler 3, the flower cards game. Sure, yeah. Yep, and 17 Ninja 2, the great battle. That's a lot of, that's a lot of numbers for one it's title so, there. so many yeah. numbers. I love it. It has, a, it has a great rhythm to it. Yeah. And then Steve Autry. Steve. You, you know, Steve-O? <laughs> no. He wrote the English version of Street Fighter, okay. and that was his only credit. Fun. Yeah. It's interesting. Just stepped okay. in to take care of that and then went back to accounting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. He did us a he did us a, a solid. Now Street Fighter is produced by was Purdue. What am I saying? Why am I getting caught up on is was? 
It was produced by Norimichi Matsudaira. Matsudaira. That's fine. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm sorry. Samurai Wolf, this guy produced. Mm. Uh, Hell. That's just a movie, Hell. Mm. And the Street Fighter movies, except for Sister Street Fighter. Norimichi stepped aside for that one. I don't know why. I'd like to know. Maybe he never had a sister. He had nothing to bring to the table. <laughs> now, Toshiaka, Toshiaki Tsushima did the music on this, Sean. Okay. And Toshiaki has music on the Kill Bill soundtrack, most likely taken from these movies. I think we're going to recognize a very specific sound. Uh, yes. If what I read was correct. Absolutely. Uh, Toshiaki also did uh, pr- provided music for Samurai Wolf, a movie called Deathquake, and the Battles Without Honor and Humanity Saga. Okay. Yeah. I wondered if there would be some overlap there. Yeah. We yeah. That one, uh, yeah that we got last some, year, right? some nice okay. overlap. Yeah. Good. Our DP is Kenji Sukagoshi. It was DP on the movie Rasha Men. Rasha Men. Is that different than Rasha Man? It's not Rasha Man. It's definitely not Rasha Man. It's Rasha Men. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to look into that while you continue. Also, a movie called A Savage Beast Goes Mad. Great. And finally, the movie that, for me personally, this is the movie I'm going to put on my list Nuns That Bite. <laughs> Nuns That Bite. Yeah, that's right. Good. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, the movie's edited by Kozo Horike. Yeah. Uh, every time I say a name, it's like it's a question. That's how they pronounce it <laughs> as well. I, I, don't, I, think don't, that's, know. I don't think that's true yeah. at all. Uh, but Kozo also edited In Search of Mother, mm. uh, Winter's Flower, and Nuns That Bite. Yes. Yeah. And our cast, Sonny Chiba, his real name if I may butcher it for you now, was, is, is, I don't know if Sonny Chiba has passed. Shinichi. Mm, good question. Shin, Shinichi Chiba. That's our Sonny Chiba. Now he was, he appeared in Kill Bills 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. He also appeared in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And in the upcoming Bond of Justice, Kizuna. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he has not passed. He's still working. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything on his page that's that's leading me to believe he's dead. Nice. Hopefully. Glad hopefully to hear. Hopefully not it. by the time this comes out too, because that would be really awful. Oh, that would be a bad, <laughs> yeah. yes, a bad coincidence. But yeah. keep fi- fighting, Sonny. And next on our cast list, we've got Yutaka Nakajima, who is credited in the movie as Doris Nakajima. Sure. I don't know if you can sense the Americanization of the name there. A little bit, yeah. But now she did, uh, she appeared in Red Dead Wagon 5 Gorgeous Mistakes. <laughs> that's such a good title. Uh, oh, man. That's the title of my memoir, Gorgeous Mistakes. Yeah, well, yeah, it had yeah. to be. Uh, Karate Inferno. Great. And a movie called Karate Bear Fighter. And I'm, God, yeah. I'm really interested to know like, is there a bear? Or is it sort of like a guy fights like a bear? But if there's a karate mm. bear. I mean, I feel like we could build a franchise where it's Samurai Wolf versus Doberman Cop versus Karate Bear. Oh, that's a I'm great just, idea. Like, completely in love. Why yeah. have those things not met in a movie? Mm, don't know. We've got Chiyoko Kazama, who appeared in Girl Boss Blues Queen Bee's Challenge. <laughs> that's all one title. 
Yeah, it's about Beyonce. Yeah. We've got Etsuko Shihomi, who appeared in Soul of Bruce Lee, The Gorilla 7, and a movie called I Are You, You Am Me. Now, is that gorilla with a U-E or gorilla like the animal? Gorilla like the animal. So we've yes. got another... Add it to the list. We've yes, got another one to mix in. Okay. And then uh, I've got Sizo... Sizo or Saizo? Probably Saizo. Saizo Fukumoto, who appeared in The Last Samurai. Oh. And a great, great movie I enjoyed a lot called 13 Assassins. Okay, I still got to see that. Yeah. yeah. For nothing but good things. And that is, those are all the people I included in my list of cast and crew for the Street Fighter. So, Sean, I am excited to find out all the dirt you dug up on the behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know why you stopped there, considering there's about 45 more names. There were a lot. Like. I do like, I see the name Tony Cetera, which just anybody named Tony oh, yeah. that's in this movie makes me uh, curious. So we'll, we'll look into that. Uh, I'm sad to report there's not a drop of plot synopsis whatsoever for Rasha Men on IMDb, so I have no clue what that is, sadly. Craig. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Like I, did, I didn't really find a ton about any of the making of this movie, and maybe part of that is just because if they were making like three of these in a year— you know, maybe it it feels a little more workmanlike, or it it, it just bleeds together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe somebody's written the long history of these movies, and uh, it's just not out on the internet in some easily found form. But what I got here is that this movie definitely was popular on the grindhouse circuit. Talk a little more about that uh, with our our second movie this month as well. But yes, it was produced by the Toei Company, and that's T O E I uh, in Tokyo, which. We may recall, yes, brought us battles without honor and humanity, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And it appears to have been filmed in Kyoto, Tokyo, and Hong Kong. One of the things this movie is most notorious for is that there's a couple different versions of it. And it should run about 90 minutes, 90 minutes, not 90 minutes. I mean, sounds tasty. Maybe you could eat that many mm-hmm. uh, mints during the course of this movie, but it's also going to be about 90 minutes long, mm. unless. You're watching the edited-down R-rated version, which was released in the United States, and I don't think you want to do that. It looks like Amazon Prime has the unrated full-length version, thankfully. That sounds about right. Because about that rating and unrating, this movie came out in the United States and bears the distinction of, I think, being the first-ever movie to receive an X rating solely for violence. Wow. Just makes me excited and very, very curious because there's some really violent R-rated movies. There's some really violent, like, PG-13 movies, right? Sure. Like, if you really get down to just body count. So what do you got to do to get an X? We'll find out. It's also one of the very early releases of New Line Cinemas, who, you know, would go on to prominence with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and then obviously explode with Lord of the Rings and, you know, a slew of other things. And it was dropped upon us. November 1st, 1974. So we're in an anniversary year here. You can do the math, right? Uh, well, I can't, but someone could, sure. Uh, I believe that's 45, Craig. Oh, I see. So happy birthday to the Street Fighter. At the time, you know, the X rating was, was a big deal, and it gave them an opportunity for advertising. In fact, in the newspapers in America, the ads carried the quote, 
Notice, and notice was in big block letters, the MPAA has rated this film unsuitable for viewers under the age of 17 because of its extraordinary fight sequences. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, so they had to take 17 minutes out of this movie to get to an R rating. And I, I presume that they did that to screen in more theaters or for cable or VHS, but I, I don't know. I didn't quite find an answer to that. But they definitely exploited this. Uh, the, the taglines that I found were, quote, the first X-rated fight scenes in screen history, exclamation. <laughs> and the second one was, if you've got to fight, fight dirty. So <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, this movie was known as Japanese Street Fighter in Australia, Clash, Killer Fist, which IMDb just said it was like a worldwide title. I don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm guessing there's some places where it was called that. Densorta Drag in Denmark, which translates to the Black Dragon, which is completely different, but interesting. Iltapesta, excuse me, Iltapista hmm. in Italy. I think that's right which translates to The Hooligan, and also Kung Fu Street Fighter in the UK, because, Craig, there was already a movie over there that had Charles Bronson that in America we called Hard Times, but there it was released as a Street Fighter. So things get complicated oh. with these titles worldwide, yeah. right? Very yeah, confusing. It is. So that R-rated version did end up being the one that first appeared on VHS in 1980, and MGM, CBS, had the video rights to this at the time for some reason. But the uncut version did make its way into circulation later. Unfortunately, yeah, old Steve What's-His-Face, the accountant, notoriously uh, butchered some of the English dub for this movie in mm. the uncut version. And apparently there's there's inconsistencies just in the character's last name. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know uh, what happened there exactly. It sounds like he did it in about an hour and then uh, took off. I mean, you know, Steve, it sounds like him. You hate to say it, but it does sound he like him. He wasn't even really a good accountant. No, really. Yeah. Oddly, after this... At some point, apparently this movie fell into the public domain. Uh, I guess the, the rights didn't renew. I'm not sure what happened there, if it's more of like a worldwide rights or, or what. There's obviously different laws in America for that kind of stuff than I'm sure there are in Japan. But uh, it's true. You can find this movie all over the Internet. The Internet Archive, uh, I believe, has it. And I'm not sure which version, but you know, if you want to just go watch it online, it'll be easy to find. From what I could tell, a real legit version, once again from New Line, did not make it on video until 1996. And the Chicago Tribune had an article that year that talked about this. And as you might guess, Tarantino was a big focus of this article. And in fact, he had a blurb on the, that video box from 1996. His quote says, It's been a long time coming. I speak for all my friends when I say, Thank God the wait is over. And the wait for this movie on VHS in this uncut version was complicated, it said, by the sheer logistics of locating suitable materials to bring it to the marketplace, according to New Line Home Video executive Michael Carafa. Uh, they looked all over the world and finally found a master in Kobe, Japan. And then, unfortunately, there was a 6.9-magnitude earthquake in uh, called the Great Hanshin Earthquake in 1995 as they were putting this together that also slowed things down, understandably. Over 6,000 people died in that earthquake, and over 4,000 of those people were from Kobe. So very, very sad. Yeah. 
in True Romance, Christian Slater goes to a Kung Fu triple bill, which I think might even be a Sonny Chiba triple bill, but certainly uh, The Street Fighter is one of the movies he goes to see in that film. Uh, this movie is also number 13 on Tarantino's list of top 20 grindhouse films that he compiled recently. New Line also at the time had Rumble in the Bronx about to unfold in American cinemas. And that, you know, the Jackie Chan introduction into sort of like English language films was definitely kicking off in a big way during that era. So it made a lot of sense that they would re-release Street Fighter. But if you really want to get crazy with this, Shout Factory just released this year the trilogy of Street Fighter sequels. It's on Blu-ray. They did a 2K scan. They got lots of extras. You know, you might want to track that down. Nice. No clue how this movie was really received at the time. It's got an 80% score on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever that's worth. Um, I looked for some original views, didn't find it. But there was a quote that I liked in that Chicago Tribune article from 96. It says, Sonny Chiba's films are more about power and brute force, said Frank Sanchez, co-manager of New York-based Far East Flicks. It's not about honor. It's about, I'm going to kill you, end quote. I was like, yes, love it. <laughs> and I think that's, that's one of the big distinctions here is like, this isn't a Bruce Lee movie, right? Like, he, there's not that sort of like code of honor and dignity that some of his characters had. It doesn't seem to. Yeah, I think this is going to be a totally different ball of wax, which has me excited. Uh, no clue how much money this made at the box office, but this is 1974, and we talked about 1974 when we did our big three-car pileup on Black Christmas. Yeah. And uh, you may recall the number one movie that year was Blazing Saddles, which still kind of makes my heart warm, even though, I don't know, I haven't watched it in a while. Right. But also... Yeah, these guys are making three movies a year, but Mel Brooks had Young Frankenstein at number four, and uh, that still seems kind of insane to me that he had both of those in one year. Yeah. The Godfather 2, Chinatown, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. They all won Oscars. It's an incredible year. You can go back and listen to that episode if you really want to go deep dive into 74. I don't think the Street Fighter won any awards that I'm aware of, but uh, I do have a little bit of miscellaneous trivia for you here, Craig. Hit me. So you kind of touched on this a little bit. Yes, there are two official sequels from this storyline, and that's Return of the Street Fighter and The Street Fighter's Last Revenge, which, yeah, maybe came out in the exact same year. But there are spinoffs, including Sister Street Fighter, Fighter, which I think have sequels of its own, and there was apparently yet another spinoff released in America called Karate Warriors. None of these spinoffs appear to have any of the exact same characters from the original, though. So it's, I don't know if it's that, that just means it's a spinoff in like name only. Right. Or what that means exactly. I don't know. I'd be curious to see if they weave any of the storyline in, but just, you know, maybe none of the characters and actors are in, but they're referenced. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. But also, to conclude here, there's a video game called The Darkness came out for PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2007. In it, you can supposedly watch this entire movie, The Street Fighter, on any of the in-game TVs, which seems kind of cool <laughs> to me. Yeah. Wow. All so right. if you happen to own that video game and haven't watched this movie, you could pop it in and go back and, and whatever you got to do to get your character to the, I don't know, whatever these little TVs are. There you and go. You could watch it that way if you want to. That sounds kind of crazy. Yeah. 
What a world, you know? What a world. It's it's just getting better and better. Well, I hope so. I think it's going to get better when we watch this movie. I'm incredibly excited to see this thing. Uh, again, it's a Japanese martial arts film from 1974, and it is streaming on Amazon Prime. I hope you'll check it out. Maybe some of you have seen it already and uh, can let us know what you thought. And uh, we will come back next time and tell you exactly that. That sounds great, Sean. I think uh, I think we've really given the people the value. I think so. <laughs> Any other last words, Gregory? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, go, um, hmm. go, Sunny Chiba. There you go. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.